Welcome back to Out in Front, everybody. I thought I would do a little piece on, um, well, uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Uvalde shooting performance being, well, you could look at it as being sprinkles on a moldy cake. Um, because all we have, all you can see from this is that he decided that adding a Hollywood emotions and somebody you, you know, look up to, performance-wise, to the actions that the, that the leftists, that the Democrats insist uh, will avert tragedy, future tragedies, adding the motions to the actions that they've done in the past that fail um, are some kind of a dunk, and that somehow his uh, uh, performance would make their agenda suddenly miraculously work and start saving lives and stuff. It's all manipulation, one way or another. I, in some ways, I maybe we should feel bad for McConaughey because he's probably pressured into doing something uh, without really being able to evaluate the case on its merits. Now, right away, if you got to see, I saw, I believe, about 80-90% of what he, what he said uh, in, you know, in the federal facility, White House backing about the shooting. And the things that jumped out was the fact that he brought up the same regurgitated O'Biden line about uh, the effectiveness of assault weapon bans. And they, you just look at the government's own data and made it clear the assault weapons ban saved nothing, improved nothing. They don't work. And then uh, McConaughey went. McConaughey went on to add the dollar menu red flag law, um, because there's no way people who swat conservative media outlets every week would ever abuse this red flag power. Uh, and on this note, look no further than the Idaho Patriot Front arrests earlier this week. I believe it was earlier this week. Bunch of guys wearing matching outfits is the 2022 equivalent of storming a beach at Normandy, say. And but it did give, uh, you know, law enforcement some training exercise. And my prediction is that uh, by year's end, law enforcement and the American bloc will they'll be able to safe, safely shut down, um, you know mostly white bowling teams and uh, free the, the, the few select black bowlers slash co-workers from, you know, the, from their subju subjugation and the fact that they've been held captive by these mostly white bowling teams for years. They ought to be able to do stuff like that because I have no idea what the hell they're trying to... Uh, how, do you, how are they stopping Patriot Front... Um, and they can't even add and put in the articles what they think these people were up to. They can't even add that. There's no, there's just, hey, it's a good thing some tipster called uh, local law enforcement and they were able to stop, stop what? That's just it. So the articles just uh, patting each other on the back kind of event. They have no idea what the hell these guys were doing. No, no allegations. No, hey, they were planning on doing this. Oh, they were going to go riot. 
Well, we had an entire summer of frickin' riots and uh, no investigations, no prosecutions. They did have bail funds for those people. They did have, uh, they were endorsed by members of Congress, um, and who, you know, one, one of those individuals is now in the White House, sort of. Say, uh, but you're not going to pin that shit on her. Um, so to get out in front of this kind of stupidity, let the left know, whether it's calling a representative or whatever it might be, let, let them know, let these people know what our response responses could be uh, to the abuses of gun control measures if they decide to weaponize them, as we fear, because they never fail to weaponize something and let them know every action every conceivable action should be on the table because this is a war whether you feel it is or not um so one of the big powerful things lately has been really effective apparently at least in perception there's the lying media leading to an ignorant populace uh, because you hear some of, you, you can tell people, you can tell the people who are watching and believing these things by the things they say, the observations they make. Um, and kind of like, think of a, there were good people on both sides column, you know, who, people who still believe that kind of stuff. Now, the far right extreme team has to really pick up their pace. This is uh, what's been going on. I kind of picked this up in an article recently that the far-right extreme team has to pick up the pace to live up to the FBI and Homeland Security's claims about being violent. Because over the last six weeks, left-wing attacks on pro-life centers uh, stand at a total of 41 in six weeks, whereas right-wing pro-life type attacks stand at a grand... Let me add these up. One. One attack. 41 to 1, and they have the, uh, I can't even say balls, although I can say it, but it wouldn't be appropriate, because um, it doesn't take balls to lie, uh, but maybe that's what it's going to take to stop this, because 41 to 1 is not, uh, it wouldn't be a very fun game to watch in any sport, Um and it really, you know, given that the uh, the odds were the other way, it's kind of ridiculous. So, again, there has to be an out in front where they need to know where um, at some point we're not going to just sit back and watch them act like a bunch of juveniles, violent juveniles. So that's something that's something that's just going to have to change, and this this might be a good start. But rather than just pack it up right now after seven seven and a half minutes, let's talk about something that's I'm seeing a lot, and hearing a lot about the. Um, I'm going to do an explainer. The O Biden administration lies about fossil fuels and Putin's price hike and all that bullshit. So I'm going to ask you, don't be a soul-challenged Marxist because it's a horribly camouflaged assault 
on Americans via energy. And it's actually going to kill the Green New Deal or kill us as they pretend the Green New Deal is still achievable. Um, it's really sad that the leftist mob tries to get technical on the drivers, you know, behind the energy markets and, and prices and things, and that they get it wrong every time. Um, the fossil fuel war right now is all about maximizing damage. It's getting, you know, four, uh, four kills of American dreams with one Soros brick kind of strategy. And, and it, here are the Marxist assault vectors right now that they're using. Uh, the first one would be something that uh, you might hear a little bit about. The ESG institutions, like the Black Rocks, uh, they removed 94% of the working capital to, the to this industry, to oil extraction refining, year over year. Oh, that money, the access to the capital after the shutdowns to try and reopen and all these things after the COVID stuff, all, that's been removed from them, okay? So what do they have left for the non-institutionals, you know? Um, these dipshit White House press secretaries and uh, hateful members of Congress are trying to paint shareholder dividends, these distributions and such, as being part uh, of an act of evil, when really you just took away their financing options, you limited them, um, and now you're going to go after the, uh, the relationship between organizations and investors. So I, what do you, what do you, what, what do you think would happen when you go after that? Okay. Um, they're also successfully turning violent activists against the refiners, producers, uh, with false claims like they made more money than God last year and other things you read articles that the brain can kind of connect them. Climate change is now responsible for one in six deaths. Really, uh, trust the science again, huh? Okay, so but don't ever think for a moment that leftists aren't going to use the fossil fuel, this debacle, um, as what they'll call irre irrefutable evidence. Uh, the capitalism fails uh, because capitalism also is squarely in this in their crosshairs, um, and that capitalism. They need to make it look like capitalism fails all the little people. You know, the typical, you know, the the most fragile in our society, which would be probably the ones who don't really own cars or homes or contribute to society, unless you're a fan of action movie style violence in your backyard. That's the people you tell, the people that they try to convince you they're representing and standing up for are not, that's, that demographic doesn't really exist. These are, those are the people who are saying, oh my God, please give us back some law enforcement and get some quieter, quieter streets down a little bit. So Okay, and um, another one, something to think about is um, this is kind of the overarching thing. But O'Biden told the world when he campaigned, when he got in, when people ask him, he told the whole world he was going to eliminate fossil fuels in five or ten years. He said he was going to phase them out, but he's going to get rid of them. And the, the, the timeline, the amount of time, 
to an industry like that, five, 10 years is tomorrow. So you, they told the world they're gonna eliminate the fossil fuels in five years. He was gonna phase them out. There's no, nothing replacing them right now because at the prices, the energy costs to start the Green New Deal rolling the way they want. See, the money that they set aside for that is now going into everything else, anything else, anything but that because they'll just demand, they'll just print up and legislate and debate on new funds. But the, everything else, that's going for everything else to, to prop them up right now, the $1.9 trillion. So he told them, told the world, and sent the message to fossil fuel that you're going to be gone real soon. And uh, why they wouldn't think that there wouldn't be a global divestiture, divestment panic at the disco uh, is anybody's guess because that's completely idiotic. You can't say we're targeting this group, but oh, but please don't take your investments out because those people are going to, people, you know, uh, individual investors, they're going to lose their asses. You can't do that. This, that just, just doesn't work like that. So there's, uh, there are a number of other reasons why fuel prices are so high. Uh, let's just talk about the, the re regulatory, uh, crippling environment regulatory from our federal government. The last large-scale refinery built in the United States was completed somewhere around 1977. Uh, and the force that keeps new refineries from being built is the federal government. The force that won't allow existing refineries to reopen or modernize unless they commit to something different against their will is the federal government. The federal government chooses uh, how much refining has to be done or with biofuels, the shift. They're, so they're being told how to do what they do and what to do in ways that aren't natural. The federal government is now complaining about the outcome, the outcomes of those choices and decisions they've been making for decades. And it's kind of weird. The, weird the, the other weird thing is that you go to read articles that keep perpetuating the st stupidity and ignorance and lies and stuff. Now, they're complete jackasses at C CNN Business. They're pretending that self-preservation over these organizations that employ hundreds of thousands is evil like their stock buyback. They had a horrible loss here because of the Fauci virus shutdown. And they are trying to prepare themselves for the future. So that when the when the markets kind of opened back up and demand came back up, they're making it sound like it's, um, the, the refineries and the oil industry, the big oil is attacking people. And, um, why wouldn't an energy giant start a stock buyback program after being told their days are numbered? And I use ExxonMobil a lot because I've gone through their filings, SEC forms and stuff, the 10K, uh, different reports. So I use them a lot. I'm a little more comfortable talking about ExxonMobil. They've been investing billions You've heard me talk about this in the past, if you've been following for a while. They invest billions in green technology every year. And the O'Brien administration thinks that the advances that Exxon is going to make, they're, they're ho probably hoping to drive them under so they can just take over those advances 
Uh, and they're going to hand over that technology to these leftist whack jobs after the leftist whack jobs assault Exxon. Uh, this kind of script, kind of, you know, screenplay thing wasn't normal even under Biden 1.0, Barack Obama. You know, and any article that thinks comparing a, this is what CNN Business does, they'll compare an article, a post-Fauci virus lockdown fiscal year article, um, all the data in there to the actual Fauci virus lockdown fiscal year, and then try and compare that to historical norms and stuff. Anybody that does that should be mocked, because that's that's about as that is a massive waste of everybody's time, uh, and an, an insult to your intelligence. And again, with a lot of these, a lot of these ridiculous tire fire stories are the typical hey. Go tackle that media outlet, typical American voter, because he called us out on our lies. That rule applies here because you're not supposed to notice. You're not supposed to, you know, do some, any kind of reasoning. You're just, just take the story and, and sit down and eat it. Eat the story. Now, standard measures to stop this kind of insanity would work, but uh, that means putting the balls back to work, and that appears to be too much. You know, we have moderates, conservative, and independents who never organize like the violent leftists because we all stand to lose life's, our lives' work, career, family, place in the community. Uh, loss of place in your community, ma community manifests itself when your neighbors, uh, who you stood shoulder to shoulder with in the past, uh, walk back their stance and surrender. And just because it's less work for them to kick you out of the community or abandon you, leave you on your own, because it's less work to do that than it is to fight off evil and protect the future. And it doesn't make it right. Uh, it, the, you know, they try and turn it into a numbers thing. Jeez, it'd just be a lot easier if you just went away and didn't fight this thing that's bigger than us, even though it's evil. Um, and that's a BLM Antifa recalibration. We used to say it's better to get rid of one bad apple than to, you know, to lose the entire basket. And uh, leftists saw that, read it, and adapted it to their own purposes. It's better to de-platform, demonetize, and imprison that exceptional apple with integrity than to ask the rest of us to start paying for contributing to this or that and society's perks that we've been getting for free for decades. And I know those are some serious tweaks, but it works for them. Uh, picture last year's demands. Uh, maybe think back, reach back in the memory banks, because last year there were demands for uh, entry-level jobs for black folks that uh, were C-suite. They wanted the C-suite positions, or they were going to burn this bitch down. It's like that. Uh, light brown people stay out of this. You've been found guilty of rational independent thought recently. Uh, remember when you ran towards evil and cast your lot with us, is, is what they were saying. They all have one purse. The Black Lives Matter purse isn't yours, light brown people. In fact, we have no idea where that purse ended up. And on that note, I think I'm going to go yell at the guy mowing the, mowing the lawn out here. Take care, everybody, and God bless.